and welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and we are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We're also on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. That's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We hope that you will join us for those broadcasts, whether it's uh, on the radio or online. And uh, you can also hear the uh, entire interview, if you'd like, on a podcast. It's on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations across the Internet. Just uh, put in Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan, and looking for that podcast, and you'll find it, I guarantee you. Or you can just go to richarddugan.com and all of the podcasts are listed there in the uh, SoundCloud player. We are also on YouTube. Now you can listen to and watch these interviews. We hope that you will. And the uh, channel is, of course, Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan. Just look for the guy with the black hat. We also ask that you participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision. Spend some time in that quiet, calm, still, peaceful place listening to that still, small voice. It's where you will get perfect vision for your life. I guarantee you... The still small voice will never steer you wrong. And if you can support the work that we're doing, you like what we're doing, and you'd like to be a part of it, we'd greatly appreciate any financial support you can give us. I have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. And uh, all you have to do is put my email address in when you're sending, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. We have a returning guest to our program today, and I'm excited to have him on the program because it's always interesting when we uh, converse with our special guest. His name is David S. Heron, and uh, we thank him uh, for joining us here on the program. It's a pleasure to have you back for, I believe, this is your third visit to Tell Me Your Story. I think it is, Richard. Just call me Dave. Dave, I will do that, Dave, and yeah, it's nice to have you with us. Uh, and, of course, uh, the focus that we've had in the last few programs is similar to this one. Uh, the title of your uh, latest work that is out and about is called What the Bible Has to Say About the USA. First of all, let me, uh, let me ask you <clears throat> about much of what has been said over the, and I'll, I'll literally have to say the centuries, in regards to what the Bible says about, because there are those who say that there is nothing in the Bible about uh, the United States or the Revolutionary War or the Middle Ages or any of that, because all of this stuff has already happened, but we just don't understand how it's happened. In other words, they, they've put a different perspective on what we are all reading from uh, the, uh, the the 66 books. Uh, there are others who say it's yet to happen, and there are others who say it's happening right now. And um, that, you know, there are different characters, let's say, in the book of Revelation that make reference to the United States, they make reference to Russia and Israel, and it's all symbolic and on and on and on. And then there's even one who says that none of this is literal that this is all metaphorical, it's all symbolic, it's all, it's all spiritual, it's all internal. I, I'm thinking that that might be a good place to start as we start talking about your perspective as to uh, where the United States shows up uh, in uh, the Old and or New Testament. So can you share with us a little bit of your perspective on, uh, on what I've kind of alluded to in terms of which perspective is... I think all of them are valid in, in, in certain circumstances. And I think it's the reader, uh, student, uh, uh, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit to figure out which one it is uh, and if there is, in fact, any relevance. Now, what happened with me, um, I don't know if I share with you about Isaiah 6-8. I was going along in the Bible, and I got to Isaiah 6-8. The prophet hears the Lord, the triune God, speaking to among himself. And he's saying, well, whom shall we send? Who will go for us? We need somebody to go for us to do this thing. And Isaiah kind of shyly says, here am I, send me. Well, I did that. And then all of a sudden, 
I did start to understand some things. I mean, a lot of things are spiritual. A lot of things in the Bible are, are indeed um, symbolic. Uh, and a lot of them cross, <laughs> cross over. Uh, in other words, some prophecies were about 70 AD when Jerusalem was destroyed, but also are about the end time when Jesus returns. And it makes it clear because it calls it the day of the Lord, which is the day when Jesus returns. But Hosea was a lot simpler. This was not complicated at all. Um, and you can agree or not with, with, with what I say, but it's all literal because it's a comparison thing. I'm reading along in Hosea and I'm thinking, whoa, this is just exactly the way I would write something or read something about what was going on in the United States because they had the same issues, the same issues that we have. Um, and the book actually has 10 chapters about these issues. And if you want, I can, I can just mention them uh, because they were happening in Israel. They were having the same problems. People are people. Yeah. And, and the Israelites were going through the same phases that the people of the United States had gone through. And, 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 this was, and these were their problem because the Lord was about to pass judgment upon Israel. Uh, and punished Israel because of its unfaithfulness to him. And the first one was money versus morality. A lot of times there's a choice. Well, or, you know, are we going to be sleaze bags or, or are we going to make money? And in the United States, more and more and more you're seeing, even in churches, where the decision is made to be sleaze bags instead of to, to follow the Lord and to do what's right and or true. Um, the second one, lawlessness. Boy, do we see lawlessness in the United States right now. And it was really terrible in Israel. Humanism. They didn't call it humanism then, but it amounts to the same thing where, where people decide they are better than God, or maybe there isn't any God. I am God. I am he. Uh, the humanist puts himself above everyone else or everything else. Uh, Fourth one is liberalism, and I don't want to get into the political side of it, but they had the same political issues then that we have now. I probably could have called this something else because that, that gets, I would say, well, what's wrong with liberalism? Well, I don't want to get into that right now. Right. The fifth one is globalism, um, where, you know, you have the view that, that the world is the thing and I want to rule the world or, or they have a, a, they don't care about their country. Mm -hmm. They have a global viewpoint. Uh, some of them are traitors and some of them are just, just don't care about their country. Um, the, the sixth one is life versus convenience. And today that would be abortion um, and um, infanticide, uh, euthanasia, even, even um, quite a bit now. You're seeing people that are committing suicide, and it's really a bad situation because, uh, according to the Bible, life is uh, created by God and therefore is to be valued and not to be treated like that murdered mm -hmm. outside. Yeah, let me let me ask um, you a sidebar question to that specific one. Would you put the put, would you put the issue of the death penalty in that same category that? These human be these are still human beings. Yeah, they've done wrong, but you know God is the one who gave the life. So isn't it God's responsibility to take it when it's their time? And they'll deal with that at the day of judgment. Well, in a lot of cases, very very rarely is the death penalty enforced in this country. I think it's hardly ever anymore. Uh, so it's not even an issue here, other than the fact that God is perfect. His justice is perfect, and I I, I just finished a study on that. His justice is perfect. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, if you murder somebody, um, he, 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 you're, you're put to death. Yeah. It's a first degree murder. It's yeah. not incidental or accidental. It was, it was, it was the death penalty. Right. Um, God's justice. And if you steal something, you have to pay it back yourself. You don't mm -hmm. go to a court and have to have the judge say, well, I'll give you 30 days, but you can keep the million dollars. No, you had to, you had to give back the million dollars plus 30% more. Right. You know, the, God's justice was pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, but he always had in mind that word justice. He wasn't trying to 
slur over things and go off on a tangent by saying, by ignoring the issue, by saying, well, you know, keep the money, but we'll, we'll make you do community service for a while. No, uh, God's justice is perfect. Okay. Does Let's continue on with uh, those issues that uh, Israel was dealing with way back when. Excuse me? Uh, you, we were talking about... The oh, okay, do, I, can, I can go on with the other ones. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we're getting near the end. The uh, New Age, which is... I, I don't even know if they call it that, that anymore, but uh, there's a lot of religions out there that are wandering way far away from the original scriptures that have nothing to do with it at all. Uh, and God doesn't like that because the scriptures, that's his book. Uh, he, he inspired the writing of the Bible. So anything that wanders away from that, he does not like. Um, the um, God's, I like this, this is the best one. God's love from A to Z, and it's right in the place in, the, in a book where you have the climax, about two thirds of the way through. Mm -hmm. Chapter eight of Hosea is about God's love. Um, if you want, I can at, at some point read it, a, a paragraph or two from there, from that chapter, because it is a very beautiful um, uh, statement of his love right in the middle of, of human behavior that, that he, he does not like at all. Mm -hmm. But he still loves us. Mm -hmm. And he has said that it is, it is his will that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, meaning that the saving grace that would place us in heaven someday. So <laughs> that, that's, you know, I've only known one human being who, who, who really loved to an extraordinary extent. But I don't even think that she got it to that extent. Uh, it was it was shortly before my wife died. She told someone, and she meant it. She was smiling. She told someone had had she had had a terrible animosity with for years. I love you, and I know she meant it. She was smiling, and and the and the and the person she was talking to, actually, it was her her daughter in law, came right immediately recognized it, came right over and sat down next to her. It was it was beautiful. Mm. Uh, but God's love goes even beyond that. Yeah. Because, because these these two had just had, you know, some human differences. But the people who were describing here were with the behavior that we're describing is antagonistic to God. Yeah. And yet he still says he loves us and he wants to save us and bring us to the knowledge of the truth. Now I'm preaching. I'm preaching. <laughs> uh, do you want me to finish with the That's rest okay. of them? Yes, go ahead. Let's go ahead okay. and finish with the with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting carried away here. Um, cunning commerce, that's, that's number nine. Mm -hmm. Um, boy, do we have that <laughs> people, people cheating each other, uh, even stealing identity theft. Now that, that's, 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 a, when I was growing up, we didn't have anything, identity theft. now we have theft of anything and everything. Cunning commerce, anything to make money and cheat. Uh, chapter 10 is sexual license. Uh, according to the Lord's word, the only the only sex that he approves of is between husband and wife. And that's pretty narrow. He's pretty narrow minded. Mm -hmm. But it's it's in the scripture. Yeah. Uh, uh, environmentalism. It, that's that gets into hairy areas because some of the things they talk about are, are noble, but some of the things they they're doing are not. Like like okay, you have an you have a, oh, what's the word I want? An endangered species. Let's say it's a, a rodent that's on the endangered list. It's found in your yard. Well, they take your house away. And they do that. The APA will do that. It's a rodent, uh, even, even, even a, a, a big bug. Oh, that's a rare bug. We've got to take their house away because they might do something to kill that bug. Um, Environmentalism has gone way out of bounds. It's no longer environmentalism when you're taking people's homes and making them homeless simply because something endangered species is found on their property. Um, and that's it. That was that's the last one. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, that's the hardest one because some of the principles that are, you know, under the environmentalists' uh, banner are are good. It's just some of the things that they do are not. Yeah. 
Well, I certainly can understand all of that, and we're going to continue our conversation talking about uh, Dave's uh, latest book, uh, Dave uh, Heron, and what the Bible has to say about the USA here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I'm really glad that uh, you're with us to uh, listen to and hear about the different perspectives that we bring to this program, and I think that they're very valid. One of the interesting things, Dave, that I, uh, uh, that came to my mind as I was uh, perusing the book and, and so forth, you talk about uh, what the Bible says in, in Hosea um, in regards to Israel and the comparisons between where the United States is today. And you and I are both familiar with the, the common phrase we hear over and over again. If you do not learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. And it seems as though, I don't care what your belief system is, what your philosophy is, we just absolutely, as a species, we just refuse to listen. Talk to us about that a little bit and, and how we're going to get through to folks when it comes to where we are, the history that is behind us that we should be looking at, and I'm not saying in terms of looking at it in dread, but learning at, looking at it in terms of learning the lessons so that we can do something different this time. I think it gets back to the, uh, the attitude. Um, and it's, uh, I, I had thoughts to trace it, but from the time I was growing up to the present, um, let's, let's face it, um, people are proud. Uh, We're we not humble. The Bible calls for humility. Well, I'm not humble all the time, maybe sometimes, but I don't know of anybody who his humility is perfect other than the Lord himself. We just, and without that humility, we have the, the problem, not just of, of pride, but of self. And, and one of my favorite uh, Christian teachers, now I'm trying to remember his name, because he pretty is, one of my favorites. Right now I'm all addled. But no, um, he said, give up the right to yourself to him. Well, people don't want to give up the right to themselves, to anybody. I'm me, you know. I have my own truth. That, that's a great one. That's a, that's a new one. I have my own truth. I can make my own truth. I can live my own truth. I can make it all up. Well, when you have that attitude, you, you, you're not going to learn anything because you're, you're not open-minded. You have to have, first of all, an open mind. And a little bit of humility is required to do that. You have to, you have to be teachable. If you're not teachable, you're not going to learn anything. And a lot of what we're seeing around us now, um, we've, we've got about two generations, or at least a generation and a half, that is not even teachable. And part of that is because they were brought up in an environment not just the home environment, but also school environments that are very, very bad. Um, they've been taught all kinds of junk. And uh, as, as teachable as they are, with, with limits, what they've learned is not true. And so they really, unless they just have a, a complete conversion, a spiritual conversion, uh, 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 so a, a humbling experience that really changed their life. Um, the average person in the United States today, the average adult or teenager, is not really accountable at all, not teachable, not humble. Um, uh, it's all me, 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 me. And when you get that, <laughs> you're not giving up the right to yourself uh, at all. As it was. You know, Still not thinking of the guy's name. He was he was a British uh, clergyman, but that that's a profound thing, giving up the right to yourself to God, uh, and just that's that's saying well you you created me and I belong to you. No, no, no people don't want to do that. You know, no. it's it's interesting that you bring that up because. We have, uh, both in our founding documents of this country, but also uh, specifically uh, in the New Testament of, of the Bible, uh, 
the Christian Bible, uh, we have um, uh, what some might consider to be a little bit of a paradox. And the paradox from our founding documents uh, basically says <clears throat> that uh, we have these inalienable rights, and among them are. When it says among them, it means that there's more than this, but here are three of them. We have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, uh, it also says earlier, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. You talked about God's justice. Ensure domestic tranquility. That'd be kind of nice, huh? <laughs> Promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain, etc., etc. I find those last two to be only possible if you are a selfless human being. Right. However, then we have in the actual documents that we are governed by a First Amendment to the Constitution uh, that says, and I paraphrase very loosely here, I can basically say and do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. Uh, it does. I don't have to be concerned about anybody else because I have the constitutional right as an individual. I have those individual rights. Whereas the Bible basically says, no, it doesn't actually say it's God's way or the hell way or highway, if you wish, but more along the lines of, <clears throat> I just want to do God's will, okay? And I am going to consciously, willfully give up my will to follow God's will. Now, have I given up my individuality? Absolutely not, because I made the choice. I made it consciously, volitionally, with forethought, etc., etc. Do you think that our founding documents have that paradox, and that's part of where the problem is, is that people have been focusing more on those amendments to bear arms, to freedom of speech, to all of the other things they say that we as individuals have a right to, and forgetting all about, even though they're not legally binding, the preamble to that document that says we're supposed to take care of one another so that there's a future for our children and their children and their children. Uh, and, and, and you just hit it. Oswald Chambers can't give up the right to yourself to him. Try to try to try to obey him and um, live lives that, that would please him. Um, but you know, there in in there are in in the uh, uh, well you mentioned you mentioned and we do there are some constitutional rights but there are some things that are not in there that are being put in there by people who want them in there but are not in there at all mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's where the big problem is because because they're making things up and they're putting they're saying well I have the right to do this well I have the right to murder my baby no you know well I'm speaking now as if I were a woman I'm just I'm just, I'm just taking care of my own body here. I have a right to over my own body, but no, you're not. What you're doing is you're killing another being. And, and, the, and the Bible does not say that you can kill another being. And it doesn't even say that you have the right to your own body. Um, it does say that you have certain rights, but that you should give them up to the Lord. And if you do that, it'll, your, your life is going to work out fine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I did have another thought. I'll go ahead, and now I'll, I'll come. I'll think about it while you, while you're talking. All right, David Heron is my guest. What the Bible has to say about the USA? I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story. We're giving you new paradigms for a new world here, as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And that's kind of what we've been talking about here, David. Uh, Dave, we're we're talking about making choices here. We're talking about the focus of our choices. And 
I know that uh, because I, I spent a lot of time over 15 years back in the 80s and early 90s around uh, Christians, some of who were very devout, very committed, very devoted uh, to their faith, to their God, to their Savior, and so forth. And uh, I would never belittle them in any way, shape, or form. They have the right to believe what they choose to believe. And I'm not saying, and they have a right to be wrong, too. No. I, I don't know that I'm right with where I'm at. And plus the fact, as I shared with my late sister, um, my beliefs of yesterday are not my beliefs of today are not my beliefs of tomorrow because I'm still alive. I'm still growing. I'm still questioning and asking questions and curious. I'm still experiencing what's going on. And, um, and I'm learning a lot. And hopefully every day I learn something new, as, as some people would say. If you can go to bed, lay your head down, and say you learned something new today, you're doing pretty good, you know. Um, but it, it is about choices. And, and I, I want to take it out of uh, the, the religious realm, if you will, uh, as well, and bring it more in, also into the secular realm in terms of talking about it uh, Regarding our fellow human beings, I, uh, uh, I when when this whole business in in Ukraine blew up, if you will, pardon the pardon the pun. The first thought that went through my mind was, I need a plane ticket to Moscow. I need to go to the Kremlin and I need to grab that little nutball by the ear and say, "Nah, we don't play this way anymore. This is the 21st century. We're moving on to a new way of doing things, and you get a permanent timeout." Uh, and I'm not saying we kill him, okay? Do not get me wrong there. I can put, be put in prison for all I care, but you don't kill him. You let him live out his life. The, his death is up to God. His departure from this world is God's. Uh, that's up to God. Um, but this is not the way we do things now. I'm sorry. But I, 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 I just don't, this doesn't make any sense. And I've even heard people starting to blame, blame the Ukrainians for things they did that justifies Putin's doing what he's done. I was like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, this is crazy. But let me get back to, to what we're talking about here in terms of making choices. We all make them. The biggest question is, what choices are we making and where are we getting our, shall we say, our information from? And I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the program, you know, about uh, the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, and listening to that still small voice. Do you believe that that is where we should be getting our guidance for making the choices in our lives that we do make? Well, I, I do believe that in my case, I think it's the Bible, but there is a practical element and, and you want to talk about, about that side of it. Uh, I, I think that we are gifted by God with innate wisdom to make choices. And I think a lot of times in my own history, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty rock-headed guy and I want it my own way. And I, I still am like that. I haven't given up my right to myself to him, like, like Oswald Chambers says. Well, I do try to do that every day. And then I do try to act, to live that way. But uh, not being perfect, I don't always succeed. The problem I see is so, is so many people who have just turned their backs and said, I don't give a hoot. I'm just going to go and do my own thing, and I'm going to be my being. And I don't care about you. I don't care what the heck happens to you because I'm me. And I, and I don't, you know, that, uh, that's a choice that, that, that's made by a lot of individuals right now. And that... Uh, that's that's just wrong as far as I'm concerned. We we have responsibility for, for each other. Um, not that I'm to blame for somebody else's faults, but maybe I can help him get past that or her get past that. Or maybe he can help me get past my problems. And and <laughs> one of the one of the great things in my life was just before Joan died when she expressed love for her for daughter-in-law, it was a choice she made to, to say, well, I don't, I don't care what's happened to me. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to love this person. I'm just going to, I'm just going to make this choice. And that was a 
beautiful choice. And we have the opportunity to make choices to love people. And we certainly don't see that with Russia and invading Ukraine. And, and I, I was a journalist, okay? And I know for a fact, because I heard them say it, that once they were excluded from uh, litigation, from lawsuits, that they were gonna just say anything they felt like. They were gonna lie. They were gonna lie if it, if it, if it forwarded their political positions. And, and I do know them. And unfortunately, the people in the highest journalism positions are liars. Um, mm. President Trump was kind. He just said that they had fake news. Well, it wasn't fake news, it was lies. And they said they were going to. Uh, and that really made me angry because I was a journalist for 50 years and I, and I watched it develop and I saw them come out of journalism school, liars. And it really got me angry because they're not reporting the news at all. They're just reporting lies. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of people are believing the lies. And this is a very evil thing as far as I'm concerned. Well, but we also have people who are not in journalism, but who are in elected positions. They're also lying. And this is yeah. one of the other problems we've got. You've got, if you do have a, a, a journalistic uh, um, a group that are lying, and then you have politicians that are lying, and you have educational yes. institutions and medical institutions and financial institutions that are all lying, then who are you, who are you supposed to believe? And that's why I, I've always encouraged people to turn to that still small voice, not for answers to those kinds of questions about finance and religion and education and politics and so forth, but about how to go about living their lives, because there's nothing I can do about those, those people who are lying right. in, those different, in, in those different arenas. We can ignore them and not watch them, and then they will go away. They, <laughs> that would be nice, they, wouldn't it? Because, because no, they will, because... Um, the, the TV journalists depend upon the income from the people who are watching. Um, that's yeah. just the way the world is. It's, 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 uh, if, if you can get a whole bunch of people following you and watching you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like, like Amazon.com, millions of the people participate in their, in their, pro, in their programs of sales and, you know, yeah. and it's not a bad thing. But yeah. the point is that, that and I, I really like what you're saying about the still small voice because there is something inside of you that, that will kind of poke at you if you sense there is something wrong. Yeah, exactly. I sense, and I and I, I don't, I don't remember everything way back then, but I don't think I was. Well, I know I wasn't reading the Bible much then, and I doubt if I was even a Christian. Uh, although I went to church sometimes or a lot of the time, but that didn't mean much because. Um, Billy Graham has said less than 50% of the people who go to church are actually Christian. So, so that, that doesn't really mean that much, but he, but God, I do believe has given to us uh, a spirit that is sensitive uh, to, to know intuitively when we're being lied to, if we're really trying to figure it out and not just nodding our heads and say, yeah, yeah, I like that because they're, yeah, yeah. No, there's something inside, like you're talking about, there is something inside of us that will, um, kind of prod us if if we are uh, at least open to what uh, it is saying to us because we do have that inner that inner spirit that, that will lead us in the right direction. We're talking with uh, Dave Heron and his book latest book is what the Bible has to say about the USA. I'm Richard Dugan. You are listening to Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We're here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. with our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. And we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. The podcasts are on Saturday. SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, other locations all across the internet. And we certainly hope that you will uh, avail yourself of the podcast and subscribe as well. You can also go to YouTube and watch these interviews on a video called Tell Me Your Story. And the channel is Tell Me Your Story. Richard Dugan. We hope that you'll do that as well, as well as support us if you can. We would greatly appreciate any support you can give us to keep this program moving forward. I guarantee you there will never, ever come a day that I will ever come to you and say, and if you don't support, we won't be here. 
No, 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 no. That is not a game I'm going to play. I heard too much of that, uh, David, during the 70s, 60s, uh, 80s and 90s uh, when I was working for Christian Radio. And I said, if I ever got my own radio show, I'd never play that game. That is, that is to me... That is a lie. That is, oh, that's awful. Anyway, uh, and also we ask you to spend some time <laughs> going within and listening to that still. I heard from my still small voice saying that very thing. Do not do that. That is not right. If you are not able to make it happen, then don't do it. Move on to something right. else. And I'll guide you. Try to coerce something, somebody else oh. to do something, yeah. you know, just to make you... Wealthy. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. Would I like a console with gold-plated knobs? No. <laughs> Believe it or not, no. Um, uh, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. All right. We're talking here with uh, Dave and uh, uh, Dave Hern- Heron. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always found it fascinating in my conversations with you um, in terms of the perspective that you come to, obviously, the biblical perspective, uh, Christian perspective, a perspective of faith. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. Um, would you say that uh, the United States, again, using the parallel with Israel from the book of Hosea in the Old Testament, uh, would you say that uh, whereabouts are we, shall we say, on that uh, spectrum uh, where um, we either have passed the point of no return or we still have a chance to turn this thing around, uh, this, as they call it, the great American experiment. You know, they, that's what it's been referred to as an experiment. Well, you know, as to whether we have passed it or not, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really believe that's God's decision. But my personal opinion is until we have, you know, gone into captivity like the, the Israelites we're God's people. And I believe that the United States being founded as a nation under God with all 50 states naming God in their, in their, in their documents is also an under God country. But I believe that like Israel, we have gone the other way. And when they finally got to the place where there was no turning back, they wound up in Babylon. Uh, and they did not like it in Babylon, but that was God's judgment upon them. That was his punishment. Okay, if you if you are not going to um, be faithful to me and obedient to my word in my in my kingdom, which which is where you have been placed, then you're going to have to go some to somebody else's kingdom for a while, and you're not going to like it. Um, I don't think I'm answering your question completely, but um, because I'm keeping that perspective, which I think is the real perspective here, that we have gone about as far low as the Israelites did. And the only thing left is whether we will soon, and it probably could come soon because we've gone so far down, experience the same judgment that they did. And that was not fun, but it looks as if that's going to happen. Um, you can see it all around us. More and more and more, we're being dictated to as if, as if right now we had a Hitler in the White House. Well, you you have to wear a mask. Um, you you can you're not allowed to buy that medicine. You have to buy this medicine. You absolutely have to get an inoculation, even though it doesn't 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 do any good. You have to get it. Um, this is this is the kind of um, tyranny that people like Hitler and Stalin. Uh, Put up, put up upon their people, the people, in, in, not just in Germany, but practically all of Europe. So and you don't, you don't think that that falls under the category of promoting the general welfare and securing <laughs> the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity? <laughs> no, I would say that it definitely does not. So what? Then, then what? Then, 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 what are we supposed to do? I mean, if we've got a a a, a contagion in this case. 
that is spreading across the globe and they call a pandemic and so forth. Oh, you're talking about COVID now, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Or, or okay. any other virus. I mean, we've got, we've had the, uh, all kinds of different flus that, that started. We have the influenza that travels the globe and seems to come around to our doorstep in the United States uh, around uh, November, December, January, every winter, you know, and, and we okay. don't, and, and of course we did come up with the, the flu shots, I haven't had a flu shot in decades, yeah, and I right. haven't had the flu in decades. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't hang around the right people <laughs> to catch but you, it. But you haven't been—you haven't been put in jail for not getting a shot. A lot of people are getting either put in jail or or fired from their jobs because they have not got a COVID shot. And and you're right—it's nothing but a virus. And um, now they're finding out that that, that the stuff that they're selling that's supposed to be helpful is not like the masks, for instance. It's mm -hmm. not they're not helpful at all in preventing the virus. People just just as many people wearing masks get them get it as people who don't. And besides that, the masks can be harmful to the immune system. Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing is just a political nightmare, and it's it 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 was created in China for that particular reason. We now know it was created in a lab in China and dispersed from there for particular purposes. And it's been utilized for those political purposes. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a very dangerous scenario we're in now because we are in a, in a place where a Hitler could emerge. We got one in the White House, for Pete's sake. Only he doesn't have a brain in his head, so he could never be a Hitler because he, he doesn't he doesn't know how, hmm. but he's acting like one. He said, hmm. you have to do this. I'm not going to let you have this medicine for this virus because not because it doesn't work, but because it's, I didn't connect, collect any money for it. Um, you know, and we got a guy on TV who's a millionaire now because of his investments in the things that he's been lying about, kept and telling you to do. Um, so what is, what is, being called a pandemic has been a politic has become a political pandemic, even though the virus itself is really no different from any other virus. Um, it's not harmful unless you, you know. So well, anyway, anyway, yeah. it's, it's it's a very bad situation. Final question on this subject, and we'll move on. Do you think then that this was a global conspiracy? I don't know if it's global, but I know that the Chinese communists were involved in it because it it, it, it furthers their aims to rule the world. If they can if they can make all these other nations collapse, mm -hmm. then they can rule. Mm -hmm. And if these other nations have, have leaders who are pretending to be dictators and think they can be dictators, they're only fooling themselves because somebody bigger than themselves is gonna come along and this always happens. This always happens. Uh, Historically, somebody comes along who's a little guy and he thinks he's going to make, he's going to be the king of the block. Well, somebody else will come along who's going to be the king of the world. So this is only a temporal thing, but but it is true that if nations can be caused to lose their financial stability, to lose their uh, uh, freedoms because of the their own. Uh, leadership is becoming tyrannical, then the really bad guys can move in. Uh, th this happened uh, with, with uh, Stalin in, in, um, in Europe, Lenin and Stalin. They, they, they practically were given it. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they didn't even have to fight wars to, uh, to, to, to get where they were, but, but they were ready for it and they, and they were very oppressive. They killed people by the millions. Mm -hmm. um, that's the situation where we are now. We're in danger of, of becoming just like the Europe that was dominated by communism for, oh, many years. So it sounds like we've learned nothing from history. And it sounds also like we're not going to learn anything from history. And we'll just repeat the same things again and again and again. And... There'll be no end to it until well, there's would, an end. Until there's an end to us. Case, except that 
Um, the Bible has does say some things that are interesting uh, about God's justice, and it also has some some prophecies that seem to indicate there will be a revival. Um, Jesus himself said that he was going to shorten the period of tribulation and that we should not worry about it. Uh, I'm not trying to be a, a scaremonger here. He, he, he actually went so far as to, 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 to say, don't even worry about it. He said, I'm going to, if you have trouble, if, if you get arrested and sent to a communist concentration camp and they send you open from a judge, I'll show you what to say. Don't worry about it. And even if they persecute you, don't worry about it because, and this was one of the great points in, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, um, the, the, uh, the Beatitudes. And in two of the Beatitudes, he talks about people who are being persecuted for his sake, for the Lord's sake, actually being blessed in the kingdom of heaven. And that's going to be a longer lasting kingdom than this one. That's going to go on forever. Um, at least that's the way the Bible reads, that, that his kingdom is forever. <laughs> and so why should we get ourselves too worked up? And I am worked up, okay? But why should we get ourselves too worked up over what's going on here, at least as far as our own um, future is concerned? Because if we're in the right place with him, we're going to be in the right place forever, Um and I'm sorry, I kind of wandered off into the into the into the spiritual side, but he he did say, um, Jesus did say that, that. Well, the scripture says that that he became sin for us mm -hmm. who knew no sin, so that we could become the righteousness of God. Now that's profound. Mm -hmm. uh, he suffered for us so that we could live forever. I mean, that's unbelievable. And all the rest of the stuff is just. Yeah, it's just sidelights. Uh, and I got to remind myself of that sometimes because I, I get upset about this stuff. And, and it really shouldn't. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. I, I, if, if I choose to think about it or watch any news or programs about it, yeah, I, I tend to get a little up on the upset side, too. So I try not to think about it or watch any news programs uh, yeah. or television about it. Uh, because it's not doing me any good. It's 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 hurting me and my physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual health. Uh, and that's something that I have learned over the years is is that it's just not going to do me any good. And it doesn't do me any good to hold any grudges to to, to try yeah. to get revenge for somebody who may have who I think may have wronged me in yeah. those kinds of things. I stopped watching forty years ago. Yeah. Well, I I applaud you for your stopping. I haven't yet. <laughs> well, that's because I, I knew I knew them. I knew them. Yeah. And I didn't want to see them. Yeah. I knew them because I was I was working beside them. Yeah. I, I knew. Them. Yeah. Well, I watch cartoons. Okay. I watch cartoons. I go in knowing they're stupid. I know it. I was born and raised on Warner Brothers and so forth. And uh, I like to laugh. So I watch cartoons, you know. I like, I like comedy shows. Like, yeah. Like, step by step. I love step by step. Yeah. Boy, I love the fun. old Bob Newhart and the Mary Tyler Moore and the old Carol Burnett's. I love watching the Johnny Carson show. Um, you know the old ones with uh, with uh, with of course uh, the Tonight Show I should say with Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was. What was the name of the guy who Ed Ed, 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 Ed Man set him up really yeah. well? Oh, beautiful! They were a great team, and yeah. and so those are the kinds of things that I like to fill my my mind with, uh, especially at night if if. Uh, we have been watching something else with a lot of high drama. It's almost as if I need, uh, you know how you, you sometimes you'll have a little cracker or something after you have, uh, let's say you're at a wine tasting and, and you want to clear the palate. Well, I'm clearing my palate, my mental palate, with cartoons. We're talking with uh, David Heron. His uh, latest work is What the Bible Has to Say About the USA. Uh, it's The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. But, uh, David, um, the biggest question in that regard is, are Americans listening? <laughs> well, some are. Um, and and um, I, I see this when I go to church on Sundays. Some people are coming around. But most of them, no. Most of them are not. Um, each person has a chance to make choices. Um, even, even that girl... In that high school thing just recently where a guy came in and 
I don't remember whether it was a student or not, but I heard about it because I wasn't watching TV news. But he came in, he was shooting people, and he said to this girl, are you, are you a Christian? And she said, yeah. And she said, well, if you if you'll renounce your faith, uh, I'll, I'll let you go. And she said, I can't do that. Boom. He shot her to death. Hmm. Uh, but that happened also in that Colorado incident years ago. So yeah. this is not a new thing. Um, but I know where this girl is going to wind up. She's going to be in heaven forever. Yeah. So God will take care of her. And, and I, you know, that to me, that's an absolute. God, God will take care of it. He will make all things right. Well, I have to tell you that um, uh, I, I myself, and I've been sharing this on the programs of late uh, because it's part of my life and it's part of what I share on my program. Uh, I just uh, I, I just experienced the uh, loss of uh, my eldest sister. Um, uh, she was only, uh, it's funny that people will say this, oh, she was so young. She was only 65 years of age. And, um, and yet I, I have not experienced the downsides, the, the, the crying and the, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, and, and that's just where I'm at because of my perspective that I know where, at least I, I, I believe I know where she is. Okay. I also know that she's listening, that she's watching over uh, both me and my other brother and sisters and my parents and so forth and, and her friends and what have you. And, and um, there's, there's absolutely great comfort in that for me. That it's, Again, it's what I believe. I don't know it because I'm not there, you know. But I'd I choose to believe that because it, it eases my mind in that respect because – there are those who believe that uh, when this life is over, it's lights out. And it's like, well, and if it is lights out, you're never going to know it. Well, because lights are out, you know. Right. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where I sit here and I watch what's going on around us uh, as, as little as I can, like you. Um, and I, I don't necessarily need the news to tell me of man's inhumanity to man because I know what's going on because – of man, and he hasn't grown. He just has not moved out of the cave. Um, still has to play the silly games of control and power and manipulation and all of those other things. And um, I'd like to see us as a species move beyond that, but I know it's uh, it's going to take an awful lot. So I appreciate the work that you are doing through your area. Uh, to talk to people about this through this particular work, as well as I'm sure others, uh, what the Bible has to say about the USA, uh, the Old Testament speaks to uh, America's Americans, Americans today. And uh, just want to let you folks know that you can go to a website called End Times Plural End Times Mystery dot com, kind of like daylight saving time. There's no S on saving. In this case, there is. On time, it's endtimesmystery.com that you can find out more about what the Bible has to say about the USA. The Old Testament speaks to Americans today, and it is uh, uh, basically available through your website as well as Amazon and many of the other outlets. And a very popular book as well. It's is it's, it's if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dave, it's won some uh, some significant awards. Well, it did get uh, some commendations. Uh, I, I, I've, I've had a um, very good fortune with, with, with my, my writings. I, I've only written 18 books. Some people have written a lot more than that, but two of them were got double four-star ratings, which is perfect from online book club. And uh, I was surprised. <laughs> And and I and this I hope I'm not bragging now, but, but I recently got word that I was accepted for admission to to who's who, and I said, well, well, well you know, who's me? You know, <laughs> somebody somebody must have nominated me. So, you know, that, that's you know that's pretty heady stuff. It's uh, yeah. Well, forgive me if I'm bragging, <laughs> but, I, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm really happy about. It. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are very glad that uh, um, that that you're having the success that you are, because uh, I will tell you that it is not 
uh, it is not the the philosophy that that you happen to follow the the faith that you have per se. Uh, it's the contribution that you make to humanity through uh, what you are doing and why you are doing it that is going to make uh, the kind of difference that we both hope. I think will change the world. We want to change the world, even though even though I will acknowledge. This world is not our home. This is not the, our final, I don't want to say resting place. Uh, this just isn't. This is, this is just where we are right now. And um, we need to do everything we can to make it, make it a better place. Uh, in some instances, it's not a horrible place. Uh, you know, maybe not for us here in America to some degree. Uh, but uh, be that as it may, uh, there's always room for improvement. And um, so I thank you for working on your end of the deal to uh, bring about some improvement. Well, I like, I like what you said about, about your, your gut feeling, because I can really, really relate to that. I really believe that um, – I believe that the Lord probably touched you in, in, in some way to give you comfort when your sister died. Um, because that's a hard thing. It was a hard thing when my wife died. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't you join the choir? And I said, well, I can't sing. <laughs> so I joined the choir. And two weeks later, my voice was singing. Wow. And I said, well, how can, you know, I can't do this. And so, you know, the Lord uh, or whoever or whatever, yeah. if you don't believe God did it. But I, I my voice went down an octave uh, when I joined that choir because of the the guy uh, who, who's who, the music director said, well, he didn't have any basses or many basses. He said, you're a bass. No, I'm not a bass. Said, you're a bass. So <laughs> little things, little things that are just so unforgettable. I mean, it was, it was really a definite experience. And hmm. wow. All I can say is wow. Well, I'll tell you what, singing makes a big difference in one's life. Uh, it does. I, can, I can attest to that. Uh, not only just the singing, but I will also tell you, too, that uh, I, I now have um, one song under my belt, my first song that I have written. And uh, that is quite cathartic as well because wow. of the way that I was taught to write uh, from the heart, uh, from what's happening in my life at that given moment. And, and um, so, yeah, it, music is so powerful. It can... It can really change your life because of the music that you listen to, the music that you create, in your case especially, joining the choir and, and working with all of those other people uh, in unison, isn't that? I mean, that's, wow. Now that is what I call uh, um, a spiritual this, experience right there. Yesterday, I joined, after John died, that was a couple of years ago. Just yesterday, something happened that I had never seen before in church, and I've been going to church for years long, 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 long time. Never saw this before. We were singing a song called It Is Finished. At about, it's about the, the crucifixion of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful. It was the choir singing. Yeah. And in the middle of the song, not at the end, we didn't get a standing ovation again. People stood up in the middle. It, it blew my mind. It really, it really got to me. Still people does stand all over. I mean, this was hundreds of people in the middle of yeah. a song. It's it's I I had the great pleasure of singing my song uh, at a a, um, a retirement home uh, about a week or two ago, and uh, um, afterwards people would come up and uh, first they would compliment the 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 song, the words that I had written. Uh, and then they would compliment me on my singing, my voice, and <clears throat> and I do my utmost to stay humble in that regard and recognize that what they're hearing is what they're hearing, and that I am not to pass judgment uh, on on what's going out, uh, but just to do the best I can with what, you know what's going out, and uh, and let the listener uh, make their own uh, make up their own mind. And uh, so, yeah, sometimes you will touch people and sometimes you will touch yourself and they'll touch you back. And see, that's the other thing about uh, being up in front of a group of people, Dave, is you're putting that out there to them. And then what happened was they gave it right back to you. And that is, that is real love. That really is. That's that unconditional love. 
that that's what it was. It yeah. was, it was. Wow. I never saw that before. I've seen people jump up at the end, you know, but even that's not, even that's rare in the church. Yeah. That people will stand in an ovation at the end, but in the middle. Yeah. And then standing for the whole song. Yeah. Knew, that's cool. You know, that, is, <laughs> that is very cool. We're talking with David Heron, and his book is the latest book he has now, award-winning in that as well. What the Bible has to say about the USA, the Old Testament speaks to Americans today, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I am Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program as we uh, basically uh, start to come to the end of what uh, has been, a, uh, from my perspective, uh, David, I hope yours as well, a very interesting conversation about <clears throat> maybe uh, on the one level um, what we as Americans have been through by comparison to the Israelites uh, way back when. Uh, and uh, if we don't get our uh, act together here pretty soon, what we can expect uh, down the road. Uh, very, very interesting um, uh, to learn from history is so important. To learn from history is so important. And I hope that I hope more Americans will uh, will hear what you have to say and and start to open their eyes and and start to uh, do the things that they're being called to do. So, David, thank you so much. Richard, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I have those three questions I've asked you before. Uh, sometimes the answers change, and I'd like to ask those of you again, if you don't mind. But right. before I do, <clears throat> I'm going to let you know that we're here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., streaming live at those times at, AM, at uh, richarddugan.com, with the podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and uh, iHeart and Amazon Music and many other locations. You can watch these interviews on the YouTube channel, Tell Me Your Story, and uh, we certainly hope that you'll subscribe as well and uh, maybe pass the link on to others if the, you find these uh, interviews interesting. And then we also ask uh, if you can spend time in that still, quiet, peaceful place, that uh, closet, if you will, that, that inner space that is, it's a safe place, okay? That Here's the beautiful thing, folks. Nobody else can get there but you. That's how safe it is. No one can get there. And listen to that still, small voice. And also uh, support us if you can financially through PayPal. We have links on the web page, the homepage of Tell Me Your, of uh, RichardDugan.com, where you can uh, click on it and uh, support us financially if you can. We'll take energetic support as well. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us in the past and in the future. And with that, we uh, now go to uh, our guest who has uh, been with us now for the third time. And actually, it's kind of nice to have him. He's a good friend, uh, I think, that we've made here, author of What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, David, <clears throat> David Heron. So uh, what we're going to do here is ask those three questions of you. And the first of those three, of course, is who is David S. Heron? Okay, well, uh, I didn't hear that. The, the question being, who is David S. Heron? Oh, oh, well, he's changing. I thought after Joan died that I was just going to fade out and go away. I, I'm, I am a servant of the Most High God, and sometimes I'm not a very good one, but I am a servant of the Most High God. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I hope to encourage people, especially Americans, not to be afraid of what's, what's ahead, even, if, even though it looks like it's going to be tough, but to be strong and courageous. Jesus said to stand firm, uh, to trust him. Um, but even if, but even, if you, even if you don't, Trust him, you can still stand firm. And when somebody's tyrannizing you, just don't give in. Don't, don't, don't give up. Um, be strong and courageous. Believe. Um, because it's only according to the scriptures. It's going to be three and a half years. And compared with what's happened in the USSR and some some other places, um, 
been a lot longer than that. So I would, I would encourage people, keep, keep heart, um, keep heart, keep, keep positive and, and don't get depressed. And our final question, what is your life's purpose? Oh, um, that was related to question number one. So I try to um, do what God's will. <laughs> and uh, sometimes he kind of steers me without my listening so much. Like, like <laughs> he just kind of pokes me along. But other times uh, I am conscious of a decision and I try to make the one that will be the most um, uh, helpful to his kingdom, to the people around me, even to the people who are, who are not believers, um, because he, he loves he loves people. He created us and he loves us. He loved us all. He loves us all equally. There is, you know, so, some people are in religion where they are sort of like, they consider themselves, you know, well, I'm kind of better than them. And I, I've... <laughs> I'm well aware of a couple of those, and they're and some of them are are, are not very nice. They, they they're spawning all kinds of horrors in places like Africa and, and Asia. Yeah. Um, so I I see, I, see, I feel a responsibility to, to 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 do the will of God as it's written in the Bible, and if I'm doing that, then I I think that. Uh, that is what I should be doing, even though I know that I don't always do it very well. But um, in that situation, I think um, to be doing something is better is to be better than to be doing nothing. So if I can be doing something that is good, something that uh, is biblical in God's will, then that is a positive, even though I fall far short of the glory of God. Well, Dave, I thank you again for joining us here on the program. It, it's always fun talking with you and and uh, sharing the information that you have written down in the books that you have written and the life that you have lived. And uh, we hope to have you back again when you have another release. A couple of novels coming up. Well, well then we'll have you back on then. Looking forward to it. All right. One, one more nonfiction and then two novels. All right. Well, and I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And we hope that you will join us for our next broadcast, podcast, videocast. And until then, love to Lal and Jeanette. I'll be listening.